This Webmaster Radio.fm program is made possible in part by the following. <laughs> Welcome to Discount Budget Airport Motel, Denver. <clears throat> Do you have a reservation? Well, yes. We're here for AFCON 2010. Okay, let me get your room. Don't worry about the airplanes flying over. You'll only hear them every five minutes. And one more thing. You might want to pass on that continental breakfast. Don't let this be you. Stay in the lap of a luxury suite at our AFCON 2010 discount rate. Our room block is almost sold out. This is your last chance to stay at the Hyatt Regency Convention Center Hotel, the host hotel of AFCON 2010. Book your rooms now by going to bit.ly slash cheap hotel. That's bit.ly slash cheap hotel. Don't let this special rate go away and book your rooms now. Finalize your plans to be at AFCON 2010, the trade show that's free for all affiliates, June 21st through the 23rd in Denver. Still haven't registered? Then register today at AFFCON2010.com. Search Marketing Expo invites all search engine marketing professionals to SMX Advanced 2010 in Seattle, June. The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. You're about to get schooled on how to be inboxed. You got, you got, you got, you got mail. Our hosts will show you how to deliver on email marketing strategies without going postal. Welcome the hosts of Inboxed, the click father of email, Kevin DiVincenzi, and the original Fab Fondy, Fab Fondy J, John Fondy. And a Fab Boo. Fabulous. Good afternoon to each and every one of you. I am the big Fab Boo, John Fondy. Welcome to Inboxed Radio. And if you're just joining us for the first time, you can join us in our chat room. You can go to Inboxed, that's I N B O X E D Radio. We've got a chat room there, which will give you uh, opportunity to um, to go ahead and ask questions of our of our talented guests. If you happen to be listening to us on WebmasterRadio.fm, they have a chat room as well. Brasco, uh, who's uh, controlling the dial today, will actually field those questions, and he will uh, then uh, get those questions over to our studio. I'm talking about the uh, the inbox radio studio that's housed inside the Elite Compound at xy7.com in Las Vegas, and uh, this happens to be our May 26, 2010 show. So uh, anyway, kind of getting things underway. We've got a great show that is planned for you today. Um, we're going to have uh, James Carner, who's the CEO of Quickie Marketing. He's going to be talking with us a little bit um, about. Um, about data and email and advertisements. Uh, he's been doing it for about 10 years, and so that's going to be kind of a great, uh, great conversation we're going to have with him about list hygiene. Um, uh, you know, sometimes we do tend to, to get uh, a little controversy, but, uh, controversial, but we try to get down to sort of the, 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 the quick of things here, and we're going to have uh, Bill Wagner. He's the self-proclaimed uh, king of spam, is going to be on with us today, talking about his new book, Confessions of a Spam King, and um, once again calling on the research sources of Alice Swordlow. She's the marketing and sponsorship manager for the Email Experience Council. Now, they're a division of the Direct Marketing Association, and uh, she hooked us up with a good guy. He's been on the show before. We're talking about Dennis Damon, and he's the chief privacy officer for Eloqua. And uh, 
So we're kind of getting him dialed in. He'll be on the latter part of the show, and uh, and so um, we'll uh, pretty much go ahead and uh, kind of kick things off a little bit. I want to talk right now with, of course, the co-host of Inbox Radio. I'm talking about, of course, the Click Father. He's the Click Father, Kevin DiVincenzi. Kevin, welcome to the show today. Hey, John. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Kind of, kind of moving in and out, being halfway mobile here. With uh, yeah, I see you're, you're displaced to, uh, in a different office today. It's kind of uh, interesting, so everybody can get the show live from the main office. Yeah, so that's uh, so we're kind of moving things around as we're doing constant upgrades to the system and things of that nature. But uh, you know, kind of the kind of the the title of our show is spam. Really, still out there. I mean. Really, I mean, we we haven't talked about it for a while, and it seemed as though uh, you know we've had our our experts on the show. Um, um, we've had Bennett Kelly who talked you know about uh, the anti-spam laws and and uh, who was around when it started. Kevin, do you do you still see uh, out there are a lot of people that that are are still you know spamming, and are they are they doing it more on purpose or is it what we would just call you know beginners' mistakes? Well, no, I mean, you have your, your quote-unquote legitimate marketers that have evolved and um, figured out how to play within the rules, and that's great. Um, unfortunately, all the quote-unquote, the, the spam um, has moved offshore, so most of it is coming from offshore sources, and it's really hard to block. Um, most of us don't see it because we've got great spam filters, but just like we had a problem this weekend with one of our routers uh, going bad, um, all of a sudden you see all the spam, and oh boy, there's a lot out there, and you know, it, it's the old adage, right? It, it, it's, it's, uh, if they're going to get any result, they're going to keep on doing it because it's a minimal cost. Um, so for an offshore, uh, for somebody offshore to even get $20, uh, $20 a million return, they'll do it. You know, I've even seen people onshore do that. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's always going to be a problem, unfortunately. Um, it has been cleaned up in the U.S., so there's not, you know, there's not many quote-unquote spammers out there because there are rules ever since the Can't Spam Act of 2003. Whether I agree with everything in it or not, it, it definitely has uh, helped curb it and legitimize the industry. So uh, has it gotten worse? Absolutely. All stats uh, indicate it's gotten a lot worse. It's just now it's coming from offshore instead of uh, on, so it's, you know, it's virtually impossible to stop. You know, um, the the thing about uh, that I kind of found interesting that we have on the show here is we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, give some information about how you can make sure that that you aren't going to be be spamming and and uh, make sure that you you are doing things right and talk a little bit about the so-called do-it-yourselfers, if you will. And I think a lot of people get in trouble because they you know they they do they do try to shortcut, they do try to save a a dollar or two here, and then they find themselves. Uh, you know, in, in violation of the law, and I'm not talking about necessarily the overseas guys, but uh, even people around here. Even, Kevin, as, as you know, we bring clients in, and, and we talk to them about, uh, you know, email marketing and things of that nature, and, and everybody goes the, you know, the the same route. Oh, hey, I can do that myself. Similar back when I was in the uh, in the entertainment business back in Hollywood, and it seemed like everybody who could get themselves a set of speakers and a and a and a and a CD player became a DJ, and of course everybody went out and bought a three hundred dollar video camera. Now they're a video production company, and they basically got themselves in over their heads. Um, I, yeah, I think you see quite uh, a bit of that, John. Um, and just because you know, I was talking to a postmaster at uh, at Cox Cable the other day, you know, about that issue where people just think, oh, well, okay, I'm a business account. I've got this email list. I could just send to it, um, not understanding there are laws in place that you know, even with a pre-existing relationship, you've still got to have a remove on there, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's definitely something that. Uh, 
you welcome regulation and you welcome people to come up with solutions. Um, you know, Constant Contact that's been around for years and uh, Eye Contact and several others. You know, those are great, you know, out-of-the-box marketing um, solutions for small business. Um, and I'm sure James has some, some other ones that he's going to propose today on, on, on our call as well. Um, you know, but, yeah, do it yourself without understanding all the laws is where you get into trouble. And a lot of these people, it's not that they wanted to get into trouble. I mean, that's what we run into, um, are people saying, hey, I, you know, I, I did this. I mean, I just did some consulting work for a, a large company out here in Vegas. I won't name who they are, you know, sending out a large amount of email, not knowing that they're not doing things properly. Like, well, these are our members, Kevin. They've signed up. They've done everything proper. We can do whatever we want. No, you really can't. Not if your privacy doesn't state what you're going to do with their data, et cetera. So it's, uh, it's definitely a, uh, a new, evolved business, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not the same game. I mean, it's, uh, it's still highly profitable, but you have to, you know, you, you get out what you put in, right? So you've got to put the work in, what we always say. And that's so true. You know, one of the great things about inboxed radio is that, uh, Dennis, we, uh, I mean, uh, Kevin, we we go out and we try to find experts in the industry, and so we kind of theme the show, you know, around email management, and, of course, spam is always a topic that we have with us today, uh, the CEO of Quickie, Mar- Quickie Marketing, and he they cater to the Internet marketing industry, furnishing data and emailing advertisements. They've been doing it for about 10 years. Also, this gentleman is the founder of the infamous newsletter, The Viral Spiral, and he's now the leading the way in list hygiene, specializes in uh, spam trap removal, and we're talking about uh, James Garner. James, uh, thank you so much, and welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon. It's a pleasure to be here, gentlemen. Thank you. Hey, listen, uh, you know, one of the things that's great is we try to go out and find, uh, you know, find pictures of people to put them up on the website so they can sort of see the face behind the voice. You seem like you're a guy that enjoys life. I do. You know, that was a picture of me and my wife about four years ago. We were in Vegas. At the time, I had a uh, an India call center that I owned 1% of, and we were doing uh, telemarketing leads uh, via through that entity. So I was flying down from Central Oregon to Vegas every other month, and it was really nice to be down there and, uh, you know, catch in the catch in the sun rays. Yeah, it's a, it's a great place and easy to get it, get out get in and out of. So let's just you know we talk about lists and data management and things of that nature. And uh, so let me go ahead and just kind of toss one at you here and let's talk about the importance of list hygiene. What you know what it is and and why it's important to uh, what marketers do. Well, that's a real good question. You know, list hygiene used to be reserved for bulk emailers. You know, I'm sure Bill Wagner could appreciate this. Uh, Bulk emailers sending to, you know, large amounts of emails, anywhere between a million an hour to 10 million an hour. There are people out there that can really hammer the the net. And um, a few years ago, the report button, uh, the report spam button came into the picture. And a lot of the hammies basically pulled that in, started using it. Hammies would be the, if you haven't heard the term, hammy, Hotmail, AOL, MSN, Yahoo, Gmail, all those, you know, large email entity providers started putting this button on there. And what ended up happening was any person, any just simple person could report spam. And what that did, well, what it used to be was IT guys who knew how to report spam would report spam, and it wouldn't be so much of an issue. But this turned into a really big issue because once that was hit, uh, email programs like RoboMail or Volo or real, real great capture email programs that can get to the email and pull it out as fast as possible were actually starting to pull out opens and clicks. And what ended up happening was the opens and clicks started to disappear from their mailing list and put into the suppression list. 
So what ended up happening is more and more of these mailers started mailing harder and harder and harder, which means more traffic got through, which means the anti-spammers came into play, where the anti-spammers came in, got more aggressive, and more SBL agencies started to come onto the scene. And, um, you know, traps used to be actually entered into these forms manually by these anti-spammers. And what we're finding, just to keep up with the demand, is the rumor mill is talking about what, what, what would be called a, a new quote and term spam bot, which would be a, uh, an anti-spammer with a program that's automatically filling out these forms. Now, that's a catastrophe because anybody could be subject to a spam trap. And so what we're finding is these spam traps are now starting to appear in like whitelisted newsletters. I have an email service provider client that sent me a list of about 80,000, um, a list of people who opted into a website. Let's just call it myproducts.com. They knew who they were. It was email sent directly to those people. They knew who it was, and they were having deliverability issues. Well, the ESP sent the list to me, and I started scrubbing, and I found two to three actual real legitimate spam traps out of that list. We all just were dumbfounded. How could that be? that these spam traps wound, in, wound up inside there. So what's happening is it used to be just a game of chess between mailers and anti-spammers. Now it's starting to lead to war because what they're doing is they're really, really infringing on guys like us who are trying to email to legitimate opt-in databases versus those heavy spammers that are out there that are mailing from the, outs, uh, the international a a areas where we're getting the Viagra, where we're getting the, uh, the Canada pharmacy emails with no opt-out information that's not CAN-SPAM compliant. So we're in a real mess here, and list hygiene yeah. is extremely important for anyone nowadays. Well, that that's a great point, James. You know, it, it's uh, it's Kevin here. The um, the big challenge. I mean, it, it's been for years. Um, anybody can take an email address that's a trap, put it into any one of your co-reg paths or any one of your uh, forms, um, and you're taking it as uh, as opt-in information. Um, and that that's been done over and over again. I mean, I you know, I've, I've run into people that have used that as a common business practice to get rid of the uh, the competition, just like in social when somebody clicks, you know, dislike your ad, you know, a thousand times. Uh, it's very very unfortunate. Um, but what that's doing as well is, is enabling the anti-spammers to um, to have that, and then you're right. You've got the second the second part of it, which is people like, uh, and we haven't spoken, you know, uh, about him for a while. But you know, the uh, the gentleman that we beat in a lawsuit last year that actually, you know, never even got an email, but tried to get it through our system, and then just made up his own email saying, "Hey, it's uh, you know, oh look, look, you are on my list," and those those email addresses weren't even there. But uh, you know, it's, it's all ways for them to be able to collect money. So it, it is. It's a very very dirty business when you come down to that end in regards to to. Uh, anti-spam. Um, there's a lot of payoffs going on. I know this firsthand. Uh, and it, it's really a shame. It really is. And, and I don't know where the end is in sight. I know that you know the Can-Spam Act of 2003 definitely helped um, in some regards, and in other regards, it, hurt. it, it was a uh, you know, it, it, it wasn't a good thing. Uh, where it's going to yeah. go, James, I don't know. It, it's just a shame that you've got to take a legitimate guy with, with a, uh, a newsletter, and he's prone to that as well, whether it's competition or an anti-spammer trying to get paid, you know, and that's, uh, that's really, it's really, uh, it, it's really a shame that, that our industry it, has come it, down yeah. to that, you know. 
Yeah, it is a shame, but don't get me wrong. We do need those anti-spammers out there because that 90% of the spam that's hitting, you know, without going through uh, our filter systems, it, it is a pain, and it is something that needs to be dealt with. But unfortunately, it's the publishers and affiliates who are doing things right, according to the Can Spam Act of 2003. When they're doing it right, I don't think that they should be suffering for that, especially, you know, well, companies that's that companies the thing, right, it is the, the legitimate anti-spammers, but unfortunately you have, you know, the Dan Balsam, you have the illegitimate ones, the, the serial litigators, that are uh, just abusing the system. That's where the where the problem lies um, for a lot of this, yeah. you know. Yeah. So you know, we've been fortunate to uh, last year start into the list hygiene area. I used to uh, email market through uh, a system called RoboMail. It's an awesome system, and um, I always came across problems with lists that um, you know we would we would create via through uh, lead generation systems, and uh, you know we would run across these traps and. I've been I've been fortunate to be able to put together an actual great system to remove a large majority of these traps, and my clients have been extremely happy with my services. So I'm really really happy to be awesome. doing this. It's something that I actually love to do is get inside a, a CSV file and start cleaning it up. Well, you need to come to Vegas more often, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Oregon. I'm not far. Believe me. <laughs> Hey, listen. Who potentially is a target for a spam trap, and uh, and uh, you know what happens when you when you hit one? Anyone with a list larger than fifty thousand emails is a target. I mean, you know, if you, most of the small newsletters are you know anywhere from a thousand to even five hundred, where people are using systems like Constant Contact, that's pretty rare for any of them to hit a, a trap. But when you get into the like the fifty thousand, unless you're like a Fortune five hundred company that has that many clients who fills out a form on an actual URL, like like let's just say Sears dot com, um, most of those lists have either been traded or purchased. And if that's the case, then when, when these companies actually uh, release a list like that, they're usually going to probably put in a rogue spam trap in there because they know if they release that data to someone else and they mail to it, they might stop mailing to it and they could continue doing business. But unfortunately, because the economy has been so bad, a lot of companies are actually giving up these lists. So anybody can really be a target of, these, uh, of a spam trap. So it's really, really important, we think, to to definitely, uh, you know, keep your list as clean as possible and go through companies like us who know how to eye those things down. What, what, what was the second question you had? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to, um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and leave that second question, uh, just leave it a little crusty, and what I'm going to do now is go back <laughs> okay. and we've got a, we've got a, uh, a comment that's come in from our, uh, from our chat room, and this is from Optic. And Optic, uh, we're going to okay. use your question here, so make sure you send us an email to uh, send that to John at xy7.com because we've got a free uh, uh, limited edition inbox radio hat for you for using the question. And James, uh, this is Optic's question: is he wants to know how how they would go about cleaning up a large email list? Well, we have a real simple system. James, um, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say use James. Okay, next question. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, use me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to, 
be quite honest, we have we set our clients up with an FTP with two folders. One is called dirty, the other is called clean. You give us the file, we go through it, we clean it, we pull out the rejects, and we uh, we name the other file clean, and we put both the reject file of emails and the clean into the clean folder, and then our clients just download it from there. We like to do things manually because we want to look at the list first because we can actually sometimes eye traps down with our visible eye. You'd be surprised. You know, doing this for over a year, I've been able to kind of understand, you know, a lot of the, the tricks and trades of some of these uh, anti-spammers. James, what we're what, do, if, if somebody's looking to acquire a list, what would you say are the say three key points they should uh, look at? You know, somebody comes and, and we've, we, have, we don't buy lists. Let's say somebody did and they came and said, hey, I've got this great list for sale because the economy is bad. Um, yeah. Do you recommend they buy through brokers? What, you know, how would you sample the data? Um, could you just take some steps of, of bare bones what you would recommend to somebody if they were looking to buy a list? That's a huge question. Uh, let me try to wrap that up. Um, any yeah. list that you buy from a broker is going to be risky. Um, any list that, that you get that's outside of a source from not you creating it itself is going to be risky. So in essence, the best thing to do is to first eye down the list and look for a few things. One, it has to have can-spam compliant information of date, timestamp, opt-in, source, and IP. Those are the main key points. And uh, if you read the CAN-SPAM Act Compliancy of 2003, there are some things that uh, you have to do when you send to these before just sending an advertisement to these lists. But eyeing it down, it would be best to make sure it has the full opt-in information. I wouldn't touch a list or do anything with it unless it had that. But we do have a lot of clients that send us you know, email lists to clean that doesn't have that. But obviously, we're just cleaning the emails. We don't have to see their opt-in info. But definitely, when you purchase lists, make sure you have those elements. It's very, very important. And then how, how safe um, is somebody's data? Because I know that's another big thing. Um, are you using a uh, an encryption, an MD5 hash, or how are you uh, cleaning the data? And, and how how safe is uh, the environment in which you're you're processing it? Because I know that's got to be a huge question. Because it would be for me. Absolutely, we're we're practicing as many encryption codes as we possibly can. I'm not an expert IT. I've got a, a programmer that works in India. He's an awesome guy, and he's putting my servers together for for such security risk and, and enforcing that. But, um, yeah, you know, the, it, when it comes to uh, uh, our companies and our clients' databases, we will sign any information sheet or any confidentiality agreement or any type of, uh, of uh, 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 you know, form that basically states that we will not touch their data. We don't want to have anything to do with data other than cleaning them. So right. we think that, that our clients' privacy is extremely important. And if, if I turned around and sold databases, um, I, I wouldn't even do anything like that unless my client either approached me or it was a definitely and I approached my client that someone wants to purchase a database. But usually most of my clients don't know what databases I have, so that kind of question doesn't really happen because we're not a data yeah. seller. We know all the data right. sellers out Good. there. They're the ones that come to us to clean it. Got it. Well, great. Hey, listen, what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to wrap it up, and we're going to lead into Bill Wagner and talk about his book, Confessions of a Spam King. So I want you guys to just stick around with us. Uh, we'll kind of work through the technical details here, and we'll be right back in uh, just a moment. So stick around. I'm the Big Fabu. You're listening to Inboxed Radio, and we will be right back right after these very short messages. Stick around, won't you, Frasco? Time to flood some more inboxes. Inboxed will return after this. X, Y, 7, in the affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? 
get if yes, yo, pay me. No if, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Sign up is a flash. Quickly convert the clicks into cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance-based. Listen to what I'm telling you, because this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid for sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even come to the state of the art tracking. Ready to start? You can do it a couple ways. 866-XY7-PAGE. It's toll free. Tell me what you're waiting on. So log on to XY7.com. Staying ahead of the curve to deliver the best online marketing solutions you need. That's what the JAR Group is all about. The JAR Group offers a full-service suite of marketing and managing solutions custom-tailored for affiliate search and social media. The JAR Group uses their resources and research to help meet and exceed the revenue expectations of each and every client. Find out how the JAR Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The JAR Group, online marketing with measurable results. Did you know? 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the Internet. Did you know? 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99designs projects need an average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99designs. When designers compete, you win. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're back with the Godfathers of Mass Distribution on Inbox, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. All right, we are back. Uh, this is the edition of Inbox Radio, the uh, May 26th edition. Title of the show is Spam Really Still Out There. Really? And that's what we're talking about. With us is uh, James Garner, and he's the CEO of Quickie Marketing, and uh, we're talking a little bit about list hygiene. And um, I want to go ahead and get, kind of give the final word uh, to you before we bring Bill, Bill Wagner on. So go ahead and uh, tell us something. One, of course, how we can get in touch with you. Tell us a little bit about your blog, and then also uh, uh, leave us with some insightful information, if you wouldn't mind, James. Well, thank you very much for your time, gentlemen. I really appreciate it. John, Kevin, you guys are awesome. I love your show. Um, so you can reach us at quickiemarketing.com, spelled Q-U-I-C-K-I-E, marketing.com. And we're list hygiene specialists. We have a few Internet service providers that no one knows about that are actually feeding us traps, and we're getting in around ten to 20000 on a monthly basis. So traps are real, and spam is real. And there are a chance that your ISP can shut you down if you're email marketing and you hit just one of those. You have to have proof. You have to have date, time, stamp, opt-in, source, and IP. You have to have the correct information to mail. And you now have to scrub your databases. What we've done is we've put together a really great system that instead of paying per million like you have with some other companies that are out there, which they do a great job as well, we've been able to incorporate a subscription basis where you pay us on a monthly basis and we'll do your list hygiene on an on a, on a, a unlimited basis, meaning you send us as much data as you possibly have. There's not enough data out there that we can't clean. Thanks, gentlemen. I appreciate your time. And Inbox Radio is oh, number one. Thank you so one. much, James. 
All right, James Garner with Quickie Marketing. Kevin, that's just plain good stuff, you know, to have a guy like Absolutely. that on the show to talk about that. I mean, he's really, yeah, and really I, insightful. And I saw you put a like cheat a sheet up in the uh, chat room. Let's get it up on our site as well, John, so that our listeners can, um, anybody not in the chat room can get it. There's a, a link that James put up in the chat room, or Brasco actually did, that's got all his different uh, things up there in, in regards to um, list hygiene. Yep, that's that. I took a look at that uh, during the break, and uh, and um, you know, and it's great. So, anyway, um, hey, one really excited about uh, having uh, having this next guest on. He's been on the show before, and one of the reasons we wanted to have him on again because he's uh, you know self proclaimed uh, you know spam king, and uh, he's gone to the to the point of actually writing a new book called Confessions of a Spam King, and he he's kind of Kevin, one of those guys that's that's kind of known for being wild in the industry, and so we'd like to kind of mix it up here a little bit. Uh, so welcoming to the show the uh, the uh, self-proclaimed uh, king of spam. We're talking, of course, about the one, the only, Bill Wagner. Bill, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great to talk doing to you guys great, again. Kevin, my man, doing how are you great. doing? Doing, doing great. great. Thanks, Bill. Good, 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 good. Well, um, yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, I tell you what, uh, every time we do a, do a show like this or a I talk and hear at peer by hear of these things that are happening out there makes me want to write another book. I tell you, <laughs> makes you want to write. An, there's a whole new chapter uh, to a book. The book that I have right now. That's how long did it take you to write the book, though? The about six months, actually. I went mm. between. Uh, yeah, I went between writing and recording, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and so much. There's so much information out there and things in my life right. that you know that that are there. And I just couldn't decide what I was going to put in there. So it took me about six months. Do you have, do you have an audio version as well? Because I know that on the, the 888 Freedom uh, website, you have uh, audio, a preview, right but now, do you have a full audio version of the book? Yes. Right now it is oh, awesome. completely audio. Oh. It'll be uh, complete, complete audio. Then, then, yes. then it goes in hardcover. Then it goes into, um, well, paperback, hardcover goes into both. Then it goes into a DVD to actually show people exactly what I'm talking about. And oh, um, cool. possibly some other big surprises coming up, but I can't really mention them right now. But uh, it's going to be an amazing ride, I tell you, folks. It's going to be great. Well, Bill, let's go ahead and kind of kind of get in, into some stuff right here. Oh, why do they call you the Spam King? What What do you got in your background that uh, maybe somebody that's new to you might uh, need to know? Well, the thing is, is back in 2003, there was the Can Spam Convention that we had. We all, you guys talked about it a minute ago. Can Spam Conference of 2003, and the federal government invited me and I got another gentleman, and, and actually anybody that was considered a spammer, uh, to this convention. And I didn't get invited. And, yeah, you didn't, you didn't get invited. I don't. I did. I don't know. Somehow I got invited. And so it was me and Scott Richter, a guy named Scott Richter. Uh, he didn't make much sense, but I did. Apparently, that's apparently why I got so much oh. publicity out of this. And that's that's not an insult to him, but that's just because I'm wild and crazy and whatever. I say, I say what's on my mind, and there's no one that's going to stop what I'm saying. And I literally took on Google right then and there. I mean, people can watch the the, the hearings right there on C-SPAN and actually watch it live. How I just catch Google and so many lies, and I catch you know bright mail and all these spam people and anti-spam activists and AOL and Yahoo and all these guys, I just call, I'm calling them liars, putting on points. I'm going, bam, 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 bam. And little do, little do they know is that 
is that little does the public know is that behind the scenes of that convention, well, before there was question to question and answer session, and there was a plant a plant in the audience from the FTC. I did not know she was a plant until I rewatched the video on uh, uh, C-SPAN. But she asked me these questions, and she said, Bill, what should the law be? What would you do? And I said, whatever, and that's what the law is now. And I'm not saying that I did it, because I, I can't pass the law. I'm not a congressman. I'm not a senator. I'm not the president. But for some reason, they agree with what I had to say, and they passed the law. And I had some kind of serious impact on these people. Um, but the thing is, though, is that, you know, I thought I, I defeated... I went there to fight for guys like Kevin and myself and the small businessmen out there, the small people, the, 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 the little guy, not people that are not the Googles, not the AOLs. I went there to fight for the small businessman of the world. So MSNBC wrote an article, and they wrote an article, and they put to 10 top, uh, 10 top streamers in the world. And I'm the only one left out of that entire group that's now either dead or in prison. So I said, okay, that's, that's interesting. I'm not dead or in prison, and they called me the Spam King. Okay, so I'll take that title, all right, and I'll use it for my book. And so that's why I call, I don't call myself that, they call me that. The, the media, right. the, um, uh, the powers that be. Yeah, you know, we mentioned, we, and, you know, um, speaking of, speaking mm-hmm. of the... Uh, the Can't Spam Act and the law and stuff. Uh, one of the regular contributors to our show is Bennett Kelly, and uh, we had you on before. We're going to play a little excerpt from uh, from our last show that we had and uh, uh, kind of spice it up a little bit with a little exchange between you and uh, Bennett Kelly. Let's take a listen to that. Okay. Called at one time the Spam King. I welcome to the show right now Bill Wagner. Bill, thanks so much for coming on the show today. Hey, thanks a lot, guys. Hey, John, nice to uh, talk to you finally. And uh, Kevin, hey, XY7 guys, how you guys doing? Good to be back. It's good to be back. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back, and I'm glad to be back. With Ben and Kelly, and Ben, I'd like you to chime in a little bit. Sure, Bill, and, um, and nice to talk to you. Um, sorry about your girlfriend. You. But, um, sorry about my girlfriend. Yeah, you said she wasn't a dancer. But um, any event... I was actually okay. at the 2003 BAM Forum yep. in Washington, and I don't think you made a convincing moved. case um, for you. In fact, I, I think you made yourself more of a target. Yeah, absolutely. And I did, on purpose. On purpose. So how was that helping you or the industry? I helped you. How did showing up wearing sunglasses How did I do that? or one of the guys that was describing then. Because if you're saying to me that I didn't take a bullet for you, then you know what, man? You need to check yourself. Check yourself. Uh, I, I can't say I follow. I think he, 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 he put a bad face on the industry. did not have to put that target on my head. Yeah, what'd you do? Did you stand up and say anything? I don't think I so. Who is the guard? I've stood up at every FTC forum I've attended. You've not done jack, okay? I don't know Let's jack. Let's be real here. You can call um, yourself to whatever you want to call yourself. You've done nothing. It's people, Americans, real Americans like me. I don't exploit people. Be appreciative, okay? And don't make it the war against you, okay? Because I'm coming after the guys that are out there exploiting people. <laughs> hey, that's... Uh... That's no, good, that's good oh, great. Bill, this is why we, we like you on the show. I told you, you guys, though, didn't I tell you? I, I told you then. I said, I'm coming after, and I did, and that's why I wrote the book. <laughs> I'm glad you brought yeah. that. Well, let's talk good about one, the book. Good one, good one, good uh, one. Good well, one. How, how can somebody get a hold of it? Oh, 888freedom.com. Go to 888freedom.com, 
888freedom.com. Yeah, we put it up in the chat room already for you as well, Bill. Yeah, okay. and uh, you go there and you go to my publisher, and it's going to be all over the place really soon. We just started. I mean, just after George Nori, when we were on George Nori uh, the other night, um, I mean, exploded like crazy. That interview that I did on George Nori, Coast to Coast AM, was just like literally it. I was giving two days' notice on it. So uh, that was just exciting. That, that was a pretty good clip. Yeah, absolutely. I would love <laughs> So he was in the front row. Listen. He was in the front row. Hey, have you ever done anything illegal in your in your career that you can share with us? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it wasn't illegal at the time. It wasn't anything at the time illegal. But I, I, I faced the music, and that was back when I lived in Ohio. Uh, what it was is it was very simple, and it's actually kind of cool. What I did is there was a child molester. There was a child molester guy that uh, um, I used to clean CDs for a living with this guy. If you can imagine, it's, it's in the book, and it goes up. What's that? Clean CDs. Oh, I'm sorry, you you did you used to do what? Take, take CDs out of, scratches out of CDs. He had a oh, CD oh, cleaning okay. business. And this guy, if you can imagine, it's in the book. The whole story's in the book. But um, you can imagine the guy, he's like six foot ten. Imagine the biggest plumber butt you could ever imagine. It's, uh, it's a nasty-looking fellow, right? And this is when I was just getting into the Internet marketing business, like probably a year into it, okay? And this guy asked me, to make a long story short, he asked me to put a CD store in my name in Ohio. So I did. And the, the name of the store was Skunkerific CDs. He likes skunks. Okay? But what happened was I noticed all these things working around this guy uh, about you know, children. For example, he couldn't see his daughter. Uh, for, uh, we went, just, just things you would see. It's all in the book, and I get in there really in detail. But I want to get into total detail because it's a pretty long story. So what I did is I own this CD store, and it's in my name. And I noticed when I would come back from wherever I was from home, because it, it was close to my home, he would have like 12-year-old kids up at the store all the time. Wow. And he was, tr- and he was trying to talk them in with the Bible. He used the Bible in pot. To try to smoke them, I mean, not smoke them, try to coerce them into something. And I don't know what it was. So what I did is I, I noticed this for a few days, and I immediately shut down the store. And I super glued the locks so he couldn't get in. I told him, I said, look, you have to get all your stuff out of here. Get it out of here now. It's gone. I, you know, this child molestation thing is not going to happen around me. I had some police officers check into it. Yes, this guy was definitely who he was what I was claiming he was. And uh, so, anyhow, he still broke into the store and stalked the living heck out of me and my family, which my son was like one years old at the time. And at the time, I didn't believe in calling the police on people. And so what I did is, this is back a long time ago, so what I did is I took 400,000 of the worst emails you could possibly imagine. And I said, okay, this guy wants to play with me. He wants to keep playing, keep playing, keep playing. Okay, fine. I'll do what I know how to do. And I used a uh, like a Chinese relay, like a Chinese mail server. And I sent out this these 400,000 emails uh, to all these weird people out there and said, hi, my name is so-and-so. Uh, I am looking for golden showers and all, all these other things, okay? Just nasty stuff, all right? Had, I put his phone number on there, his 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 address, every, everything to do about him on this email I sent out to 400,000 people. So what happened was this guy 
of course, pressed charges against me and tried to anyway. But because I didn't do anything illegal at the time, because it would it would be illegal now to do that. Right. But at the time, it wasn't illegal. So what it is, I shut his business down. I found not guilty. And uh, I shut his business down for good, put him in his place. I came to Las Vegas like three years later, and I called up his voicemail. And he still had <laughs> in his voicemail saying, if you got an email from so-and-so, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the guy that sent it to you. No, I don't like this, and no, I don't like that. I mean, it's a really kind of gory uh, story, but that's the only thing that I've ever done illegal, if you consider it in today's times. But I think it was a worthy cause because child molesters, to me, are probably one of the worst type of people on the face of the planet. Absolutely. So I had to use well, weapons, we and I did. Well, thank you. Well, you and that was just, that's the only thing I ever did illegal. I'm sorry if I Take interrupted you there. You say um, no, I couldn't hear you. Uh, on the on, on the site eight 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 freedom, you say that by purchasing the book and signing the petition, you will help save the internet and regain your First Amendment rights of free speech. You have no freedom of speech on the internet today. You might think you do, but you simply do not. That's a fact. Talk about uh, talk about the First Amendment rights and also what what the petition is all about. The bottom line is this, is the petition is this. The petition is to have another can-spam form. And this time, it is against the providers that do not follow the law. There's all these companies out there like America Online and Yahoo and Hotmail and the individual talked before, he talked about the spam, that uh, this is spam button. These companies don't follow the rules. They think they're above the law. They're against free speech. Companies like Cogent, companies like AboveNet, companies like America Online, Google, you name it. They're all against freedom of speech. Everyone listening today is a spammer. Every one of you guys are spammers in the eyes of the bad guys, which is the bad guys, which is you know the America Online's, which is the Googles, which is the, the uh, spamhouse.orgs of the world's. Uh, I mean, Bill, I think people are getting smarter now. I mean, it's not, you know, it used to be years ago we'd run into somebody and go, hey, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm an email marketer. Oh, you're a spammer. You're the guy that sends a junk to me. Oh, yeah. um, I think people me. are getting a little bit more uh, intelligent and, and understand really what email is and opt into more lists and uh, make it you know, part well, of their everyday life. Um, okay, well, I so I, I, I think it's definitely not as bad as it was. Um, I, you know, no, I so totally I don't, disagree with you. On you know, that there's one. definitely I, quote unquote I, bad guys out there. I mean, in both ends of the industry, obviously, and oh. in, in my end, um, you know, we unfortunately run into run into bad guys as well. I mean, it's it's, but it's in every industry. Well, you know? it's it's time um, to take down the bad guys. It's time to take them down finally and for good. And at, listen, it's not. It's this is how I discovered this. I was doing a small radio show. An author of a book sent me an email to my Gmail account. Right. Right. He's, he made children's books. That's all he did. That's all he did. He got immediately sent to my spam folder. So any time you're put into a spam folder, you can, that's basically calling you a felon right there. The can spam law explicitly says what the law is. Now, to be put in a spam folder just because somebody feels like they, they, they just want to do it is illegal, number one. Number two is that they're abridging your First Amendment rights of freedom of speech. So if I send you an email right now to wherever it is, say Yahoo, and I just say certain words I don't like, mm, bam, spam folder. doesn't matter what. Right. 
what. For example, after the Cannes Fam hearings of 2003, I got a special trophy. Well, I should have got the trophy. By Microsoft. Microsoft MSN, Hotmail, that, those gang, that gang. You, if you put Bill Wagoner in any email, sending it just individually, whatever, then it, or the last name of Wagoner to a Hotmail address or an MSN address, it wouldn't even touch. It wouldn't even go through. No spam folder, no anything. So these guys made a special filter just for the name Wagoner. So these people owe us an apology, number one. And they look you as a spammer, and everybody else is a spammer, and people still have that misconception of what spam is. And spam is illegal activity. That's all it is. It's when people try to hijack your computer to send out their garbage, uh, Nigerian scams, pornographic emails that are out there today. Going out there. I mean, that's what spam is. It's ripping you off. It is not sending email. And people, the average American, does not understand this until they actually see it for themselves. Like this author, for example. And anybody can relate if you put it to them like this. If you said, have you ever had to go through your spam folder to find a legitimate email? And they'll go, yeah. Then they'll relate. So the petition is to go out there and demand that the Senate, the Congress, have another hearing on this issue. And we make these big dogs listen for a change. And we put Spam House out of business finally, once and for all. Goodbye, SpamHouse.org. How dare a company like America Online that calls themselves, an Amer- calls themselves American use a company that's based out of the United Kingdom, probably one of the biggest terrorist, internet terrorist organizations in the entire world. How dare them use, how dare America Online use SpamHouse.org? How dare SpamHouse.org tell me or anybody else in this country what we can do? They say it on their website, right then and there. They don't care about U.S. law. And SpamHouse.org controls every single backbone provider there is by extortion, racketeering, on and on it goes. I'm not bowing down to Spam House. I am not bowing down to anything that defies the Constitution of the United States. And I know the American people do not want to, will not either. Look at the tea parties that are going on right now. People are tired of being told what to do. Look at the economy we're in right this second. We're in this economy, and we, we, people could make, be making money on the Internet right now, but they can't. They cannot because of all the thieves and liars that are out there and the terrorists that are just trying to destroy this U.S. economy that we have. And the Internet is a perfect opportunity, and I said this in 2003. This is a new economy, and it is, and I'm going to defend that economy, this economy, the Internet economy, until the day I die. This is the way it is. And... You know, and I just ask for some help. That's all. But if all right, somebody, so, sc- hey, um, uh, the scammers, just <laughs> better watch out. <laughs> hey, okay, we're talking with Bill Wagner. Uh, he, of course, is uh, the author of, of course, his most recent book that uh, basically is out. It's called Confessions of the Spam King. You can go to www.888freedom.com. You can get signed up. Uh, you can interact with Bill. And Bill, I just want to let you know you got a couple of fans out there. Sunshine Girl and Liege uh, are saying that uh, they're big fans oh. of yours, and uh, we appreciate Thanks. them listening Thank in. You. Again, uh, Bill Wagner, Confessions of a Spam King. Um, Bill, thanks so much for being with us. Hey, thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Bill. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. We'll have Hi. We'll have Bill back on from time to time. He's always seems to be colorful, and uh, I'll tell you, he's, he definitely has some stories every time we have him on, doesn't he, Kev? 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I didn't know if we'd get a, uh, a word in edgewise, but uh, no, he's, uh, he's definitely very entertaining. Oh, I just put the headphones down and went and had a sandwich. I just came back. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was actually reading the uh, feedback, the Facebook blog. Uh, Zuckerberg just posted a blog up. Uh, they changed the privacy settings again. Uh, this way, in a, in a good way, where they're not going to have your circle of friends anymore visible to advertisers, and they've uh, made one one click privacy changes and some other things. I actually just emailed it to you, John, so you can put it up on the site. It's just this was just released about an hour ago. Really good information. All right. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, they've been talking about that uh, a little bit over the last few days and some of the research I've done as well. When we come back, we're going to talk with uh, a guy that's got about 15 years of experience. He's been combating spam, security issues, and he's been improving email delivery. Uh, so stick around with us. Dennis Damon is going to be here, and uh, we'll talk to him. When we come back, we're going to toss it back to Brasco. This is Inbox Radio. I'm the big Fabu for the ClickFather. We'll be right back with more Inbox Radio right after these messages. Time to flood some more inboxes. Inbox will return after this. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. My.afcon. 2010.com my.affcon2010.com your social media source for AFCON 2010 the trade show where affiliates always attend for free sign up today at my.afcon2010.com check out photos and videos from our past events plus check out our blog and discussion forums start socializing today and tell your friends to sign up now at my.afcon2010.com sign up today at my.afcon2010.com Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. The WordPress Community Podcast. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're back with the Godfathers of Mass Distribution on Inbox, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. 
And welcome back to Inbox Radio. Of course, this is our May 26th show, 2010, and the name of the show is Spam Really Out There. No, really, is it, is it out there? Bringing on an expert now to talk about what he's seen here, um, and he really has a lot of experience. He's uh, Eloqua's chief privacy officer, and uh, we use his experience in industry connections to help their customers maximize their delivery rates and, of course, other compliance. And of course, we're talking about Dennis Day. But Dennis, thank you for taking the time and your patience for being on the show. Hey, Fabu, thanks for having me back again. I'm really glad to be here. Hey, that's great. If you're uh, on your speaker, so you might want to get a little bit closer to the speaker as we're getting a little uh, echo on there. But uh, hey, kind of an interesting show. We uh, we of course. You know, uh, had James on in the beginning and talked about list hygiene, and then we had the Wild Wild West uh, in the middle of the show. Now we kind of bring it back to to, uh, to reality a little bit uh, of here. So, <laughs> what did you think of um, of some of Bill Wagner's comments? Well, I can tell you, I certainly don't have as many crusty stories as, as you know as he does. Those were some weird stories. Um, I I'm sitting here laughing, you know, during the whole time, you know, just listening to some of the stuff going. Really, does that really happen to a lot of folks? Because I've just never seen that before in the in the many years I've been around. <laughs> oh, I not only I mean some of that stuff not only was was crusty, it was just plain right crunchy. Uh, just sitting there listening <laughs> to the stories, but I tell you that's uh, that's what makes these shows interesting because there's all walks of life, and and I'm sure and like we had a lot of people that were that were that were. Um, chatting in that are that are big fans of his so i guess the, the sword cuts both ways yeah you know i can have all my friends join right now in, in the chat room and have them uh, you know make me all look good if i need to but obviously i don't really need to do that so <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm reading the chat room i'm wondering because uh, i keep on seeing the same thing hey order the book order the book order the book <laughs> <laughs> oh boy that's pretty funny oh that could, could be a little funny. inside job there but yeah, it's uh, um, it's just a very odd thing. I mean, it's like I, I really was seriously waiting for the patriotic music to start in the background when the whole thing about you know that you shouldn't be doing business if you're you know an American or America Online and, and you should be doing business with other companies outside the U.S. It just didn't make too much sense to me. But there you go. <laughs> that's that's more like that's more like it. But hey, listen, you know, we, we talked about uh, or Dennis that. Uh, um, Bill talked a little bit about uh, about you know spam, spam filters, and things of that nature. It, have you seen any significant changes in the in spam filtering uh, up to this part so far in 2010? Yeah, I think I, I think what, we, what we've begun to see so far is you know where in fact when I used to work for the ISPs on the spam filtering side of things, we used to deal with content filters, and as you guys have talked about or like we talked about uh, on the show in September. Um, you know, there's been a, a fundamental shift in in, in how uh, ISPs and receivers look at email to determine if, if something is spam or not, and they're obviously doing that uh, by reputation or by behavior metrics. So, um, you know, we're still seeing that you know adopted almost at, you know uh, you know every month. There's more companies getting on that. There's more data being put into it. There's more pushes for that idea, and and not just from the ISP side, but you're also seeing that from the ESPs where they're doing a lot more education and they're doing a lot more. Uh, tools around that for their customers, giving their customers more information about where the reputation stands before they hit that send button, right? Um, and it's just going to become more and more important. 
Um, and, you know, just even from the center side, we're even seeing a lot of companies who, you know, typically do the, you know, batch and blast models where they have a list, they've got a content piece, and they just send it out and, you know, see who, who might open or click on that email. You're starting to see a lot of them move into the marketing automation or what we call revenue, you know, performance management, uh, you know, area, which is more of send out an email, but, you know, monitor what that person is doing with that email, uh, maybe what they're doing, you know, within your website so that, you know, as you look at those metrics, you look at those behaviors, you can then say, you know what, this subset of people actually want more information about SMBs. You know, this subset wants more information about enterprise products. And so you end up sending them a more targeted uh, and segmented message versus typically doing the batch and blast. And what that typically does then from the, from the spam filtering side is because you're sending a more targeted message, you have less people on subscribe and you have less people who are hitting this, you know, the uh, typical this is spam button. You, you take a look at spam, and you you know started out as an amoeba, and then it kind of grew into uh, a reptile, and then it grew into uh, this big dinosaur that we saw out there. Are we seeing that dinosaur still growing, or is it maybe uh, dropping back down on all fours? Talk about evolution a little bit. Oh, you know, it's you know, I think it's you know changing. It's it, you know, it's it, it's growing definitely. I mean. You know, 15, 17 years ago when I joined this whole thing, it, was, it, it wasn't such a big problem. I mean, you know, there was spam, you know, obviously out there, but it, it's continually grown in terms of, um, well, what the definition of spam, you know, might be. Um, you know, typically if I look at some of the marketing messages that I get, uh, you know, I, I may not, you know, quite consider that spam. It, it may be more of a, you know, gray area of email. Uh, but the spam, like the Viagra ads, which obviously I don't need, but, you know, but the Viagra ads that come out to us or the sex ads that come out, you know, that's the type of stuff that I consider spam. And that stuff is still increasing, actually, which is kind of odd to me considering that the, well, at least in my opinion, uh, you know, the return on that's got to be very small. But really, in most cases, you know, you know, spammers are the guys who are, you know, sending the stuff out. They really don't need a huge amount of, you know, opens and click-throughs to get paid on it. So, you know, that, again, that's the biggest point on. is the, uh, the resources, especially offshore, are so cheap, uh, Dennis, that that's the problem. You know, I, I, uh, I heard of uh, an old acquaintance of mine, you know, slamming Yahoo's uh, bulk folder 70 times a day. Uh, and I said, you know, why would you do that? Well, we're getting a return. So whatever the return is, it was still getting a return. Um, and yeah. that's, that's, that's the big problem is that offshore is making it very cheap for these guys to just, you know, not have to follow the rules and just slam away, and it's a numbers game for them, you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. A lot of countries, unfortunately, today don't have the right privacy laws or the security laws that are out there, even email laws. I mean, Canada is, is finally tabling um, the anti-spam bill from last year. It's coming back now to be discussed, and, you know, they have privacy rules, but they don't have an anti-spam rule, which means that there's no real way to enforce or go after spammers that are actually sitting in Canada. So, you know, I, you know just as an example. So, you know, as the industry changes, as e-commerce moves, you know, we're going to continue to react and, and, and maybe find ways to make it not so profitable for them because it'll be harder to, to do business outside of the U.S. Right. Makes sense. Uh Dennis, you were the senior consultant in male abuse prevention systems in your prior life. Uh, maybe you can give some information to our listeners about how they can keep their lists clean. Oh, wow, that's actually a good um, uh, question. Um, you know, the best thing to do, you know, I think is obviously try not to buy, you know, into too many list providers if you can. I mean, there are, don't get me wrong, there are good list providers if you absolutely need to go out and, and get them. And if you need to go out and get those list providers, you should be asking them, you know, the, the, the more common questions about, you know, how often do you get blacklisted? Can we look at your IP addresses? Can you tell us where you got the information from? You know, was it opt-in? A lot of the stuff that, uh, that you know, that's, uh, you know, the quickie mark, you know, or the quickie marketing guys were going through. Um, but then I, I think also 
the biggest thing that people forget to do or they, what they forget is they try to make their list management about quantity over quality versus quality over quantity. And so they don't, you know, like to take out, you know, people who don't open or click on emails, you know, over time. Um, and if they would be willing to remove those inactive users off their list, because um, typically those inactive users are people who are, are no longer interested in putting out email anymore. They're not, you know, interested in, and you know, and whatever the messaging is, you know, anymore. Um, but um, you know, if they would just take those guys out, then then it would work very well for them. And then the other aspect, like I said earlier, is to kind of monitor what those you know prospects, what those targets are doing. You know, if you're if you are sending email to people and you're watching what their um, what their behaviors are, you know, are they opening those emails? Are they going off those websites? Then you have a better chance of you know sending a more targeted message out to somebody that's going to want it. Great information. Yeah, that's great. Of course, we're uh, talking with Dennis Damon. He um, is uh, on the show. He's, of course, the Chief Privacy Officer for Eloqua. Dennis, uh, thanks so much for being on the show. Um, again, I want you to give a quick shout-out to uh, uh, the, the Email Experience Council. Tell us a little about that. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. The Email Experience Council, uh, you know, Allie, who, who actually helped us, you know, put this together is a is an organization of what's well, actually a coalition, if you want to put it that way, of, of a lot of the email centers that are out there. Um, they're made up of deliverability people, privacy experts, um, and, and other, uh, you know, folks within the digital, you know, communication realm. Um, and it's a great organization for us because it allows us to share information. Uh, as an example, there's a new privacy bill that's coming about here. Uh, you know, in the U.S. that is going to have an impact to the, you know, to the ESP markets or the emails that are out there. So the organization helps us put together all these, you know, brainiacs, if you, if you might, to talk about, you know, what's affecting their businesses. And even in some you know, cases, be able to share uh, what we've done in each other's business and then come out to a couple of our marketing conferences and then we can share with other clients or, or other customers that this is kind of where the industry is moving and this is what we've learned, you know, from all that. So it's a great organization. has been around for a couple of years. The DMA is uh, is uh, you know helping us support it, um, especially from, from the digital communication side. Um, but it's been a real good organization for us. Hey, good. Well, thank you again so much uh, for being with us, Dennis. We'll have you back on the show again. Well, Kevin, we made it through another uh, exciting uh, edition. This we kind of came full circle with the, with this particular show, kind of centraling in on um, on of course the you know spam as our topic here. Uh, uh, next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, using video and enhanced video for, for marketing as well, too. What do you got planned for this week? Uh, well, I'm just continuing my training, John. It's uh, a little bit over a week and a half away, or actually less, oh boy, um, to the 40-mile uh, walkout in Chicago. So just getting ready for that. I just uh, put a picture up on my Facebook. I just got two brand-new pairs of sneakers, and I'm uh, going to break those in on a little treadmill desk over here and uh, get ready Get ready for that. Until then, I'm pounding away, you know, getting the normal stuff done and buying media. Lots of fun. Well, great. All right, we're talking with Kevin DiVincenzi. He's the click father. We've wrapped up another edition of Inbox Radio. I'm the Big Fabu. I'm John Fondi. Uh, we do this show live every Wednesday at 2 o'clock Pacific time, 5 o'clock if you're on the East Coast. And, of course, you can go to Inbox Radio. That's I-N-B-O-X-E-D radio.com. And you can uh, see our archive shows, listen to the podcast, and make your comments. Again, I want to thank all of our guests for being with us here today. It was a great, great show. I'm the Big Fabu. I'm John Fondi. You've been listening to Inbox Radio. We'll see you next week.